Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 890. I hope you all are well. Welcome back after this long break to Take 10 for Torah. Please, uh, I hope to be continuing at least uh, four times a week. And uh, please share episodes with your friends so we can get our listenership up. And if you're enjoying it, there's a decent chance that at least one of your friends might enjoy it as well. So today I want to talk about my favorite biblical character. Everybody knows, everybody who's ever spoken to me knows who's, who's the, who that is, and that's Avram Avinu, the greatest Jewish influencer of all time, the one who innovated to the world in which he lived the idea of ethical monotheism, that there was one God and that all the forces that everybody believed in were all a bunch of nonsense, and that all ultimately it all came down to God. We have his story found uh, in the beginning of the Rambam, in Hilchos Avodas Kochavim, in the laws of idol worship, and the Rambam brings the entire story. The Rambam's not there to tell stories, he's really there to explain halacha. He wants to understand how the fallacy, how the falseness of idol worship came about. We need to explain that, right? Because once upon a time, we do believe that people had the proper faith, they had the proper ideation and understanding of what God was. Adam knew what God was, Noah knew what God was. Where did that breakdown occur? So the Rambam feels compelled to explain where the breakdown occurred. And as we know, the Rambam explains that it happened in a good-natured way. People had thought that the only way to uh, connect with the, the ineffable, to the, 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 the God that they couldn't see, was to use the forces that God created that they could see, the sun and the moon and the stars, the astrological signs, and build temples to them and be able to manifest their desire for connection to God through the physical things that they themselves could experience. Of course, over the course of generations, that was either taken advantage of by charlatans or just the general idea that the goal of worshiping the sun was to be able to understand even greater how God was or how God was that much greater than the sun and had created the sun. That was lost, and then the sun became the avenue itself. Avraham is born into that, and as the Rambam says, and he goes through this based on his collection of Midrashim, but he tells it in narrative form in a way that it is not found anywhere else. He says as follows, and I'll read the translation from Parakwan and Hilchos Abodos Kochavim. After this mighty man was weaned, he began to explore and think. Though he was a child, he began to think incessantly throughout the day and night, wondering, how is it possible for the sphere to continue to revolve without having anyone controlling it? Who is causing it to revolve? Surely it does not cause itself to revolve. He had no teacher, nor was there anyone to inform him. Rather, he was mired in or custom among the foolish idolaters. His father, mother, and all the people around him were idol worshippers, and he would worship with them. However, his heart was exploring and gaining understanding. Ultimately, he appreciated the way of truth and understood the path of righteousness through his accurate comprehension. As an aside, while the uh, you know whether or not he was older, as we'll see in a moment, or younger, pay attention to that fact. He realized that there was one God who controlled the sphere, that he created everything, that there is no other God among all the other entities. He knew that the entire world was making a mistake. What caused them to err was their service of the stars and images, which made them lose awareness of the truth. Abraham was 40 years old when he became aware of his creator. When he recognized and knew him, he began to formulate replies to the inhabitants of Orkastam and debate with them, telling them that they were not following a proper path. So again, the Rambam says that he was 40. The Ravid over here points out, based on the different measures, that he was only 3. Now the difference between 40 and 3 is not just a difference in age. It's also a difference in mindset and mental intellectual acuity and understanding. So maybe he was a super genius at 3 years old, or this debate is about whether or not 
Avraham's understanding and awareness and his discovery of God comes from an intellectual position. Maybe that's the argumentation of the 40-year-old, or maybe just something innate, and that might be just the proclivities of a three-year-old. So this is a fundamental debate about exactly how it was that he was turned on in the first place, but the Ramam clearly describes that he had argumentation, he was trying to figure out the logic, what was the first cause, etc. And he began to teach and to tell other people that they were not following the proper path. He broke their idols and began to teach the people that it's fitting to serve only the God of the world. The Ramam continues, to him alone it is fitting to bow down, sacrifice and offer libations, so that the people of future generations would recognize him. Conversely, it's fitting to destroy and break all the images, lest all the people err concerning them, like those people who thought that there are no other gods beside these images. As just a pause, so the Rambam the, does not actually quote the story that we've all read in the Medrash about uh, him breaking his idols. He doesn't. He doesn't go so far as to quote the narrative in that detail. He puts it together more in general terms. When he overcame them through the strength of his arguments, the king desired to kill him. He was saved through a miracle and left for Haran. Right? There's no detail here. There's no drama. He just says that's what happened. There he began to call in a loud voice to all people and inform them that there is one God in the entire world and it is proper to serve him. He would go out and call to the people, gathering them in city after city and country after country, until he came to a land, the land of Canaan, proclaiming God's existence the entire time, as the Pasuk states, and he called there in the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And that's this week's parsha, the mission of Lech Lecha, and what the goal and the value was in Avraham traveling the world, being told to go and spread his message beyond where he was. When the people, he continues, when the people would gather around him and ask him about his statements, he would explain them to each one of them according to their understanding until they turned to the path of truth. Ultimately, thousands and myriads gathered around him. These are the men of the house of Avraham. These are who we refer to in the Hanefesh Asher Asu Bukharan in the beginning of our parsha. He continues, He planted in their hearts this great fundamental principle, composed texts about it, and taught it to Isaac his son. Isaac also taught others and turned their hearts to God. He also taught Jacob and appointed him as a teacher. And so now, the secret, the great recipe, of which the world is created, and the understanding of what it's really all about, he passes to his children. Ramam continues that Yaakov taught others and turned the hearts of those who gathered around him to God. He also taught all of his children. Now, the innovation, the thing that we don't really generally think about when it comes to Yitzchak and Yaakov, are is the fact that they uh, is the fact that they taught others as well. The Rama mentions this. It's not clear exactly how we know this, where we get this from, but the Rama takes it as obvious. Not only did they teach their children, but they taught the people around them as well. He selected Levi. So again, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Yaakov selected one of his sons and appointed him as the leader. Right, so this is new. This is not Ruben. This is not Yosef. He's the leader in this other area. He established him as the head of the academy to teach them the ways of God and observe the mitzvot of Avram. So again, this is still the Ramam telling us the story of Jewish history and Jewish theology. Jacob commanded his sons that the leadership should not depart from the descendants of Levi, so that the teaching would not be forgotten. This concept proceeded and gathered strength among the descendants of Yaakov and those who collected around them until there became a nation within the world which knew God. So again, but Shevet Levi is the one who is in charge of this information, its collection, its study, and its spread. Back to the Ramah. When the Jews extended their stay in Egypt, however, they learned from the Egyptians' deeds and began worshipping the stars as they did, with the exception 
of the tribe of Levi, who clung to the mitzvot of the patriarchs. The tribe of Levi never served false gods. Gods. So this was the DNA of Abraham, to be able to be different, something I want to talk about later. But that DNA passed to his children, passed to Levi, allowed them to be different even in Egypt. Within a short time, the fundamental principle that Abraham had planted would have been uprooted, and the descendants of Yaakov would have returned to the errors of the world and their crookedness. Because of God's love for us and to uphold the oath he made to Abraham, our patriarch, he brought forth Moses, our teacher, the master of all prophets, and sent him to redeem the Jews. Even the powers of the tribe of Levi, the Ramam saying, would not have outlasted without the reinforcement of redemption, of having our own destiny, of having our own space, our own awareness, and our own uh, agency. After Moshe, our teacher, prophesied, and God chose Israel as his, as his inheritance, he crowned them with mitzvot and informed them of the path to serve him, that's the giving of the Torah, giving them the judgment prescribed for idol worshiper and those who stray after it. The Ramam's focus here is obviously how we lost this understanding and how we retained it. It was retained by one father who was able to be different, who passed it on to his child, who was able to be different while at the same time attempting to teach others, who passed it on to a child, who passed it on to another child, to Levi, which ultimately gave the mission to a tribe, a full tribe, to be able to focus on this teaching and being different and being separate and understanding the truth simply as God is the one who runs the world. This was something that was an investment into children, into grandchildren, and ultimately with the acknowledgement that there always needs to be somebody making this case. There always needs to be somebody fighting against the powers of the outside, those who wish, wish to argue and to maintain that there is no God or God is not in control. World history is not guided by anything greater than just uh, randomness and something which was uh, uh, less, less than meaningful. And so I'd like to talk a little bit more tomorrow about the nature of his independence and his uniqueness and how this Rambam story gets formed and specifically how Avraham succeeds at what he does. What are his secrets and what can we learn from them? Have a great day.